I'm Richard Pyatt. Welcome back to another in our series with GKW Business Solutions, helping folks in business who may need a little help themselves to overcome some challenges. Mike and Will Craig, father and son team with GKW Business Solutions, are the answer men in these episodes. Gentlemen, welcome. Hi, Richard. Thank you, Richard. Here's a question that I suppose everyone wants to know. What type of return on investment should you expect when you've hired a business consultant? That's what we'll explore today in this discussion. What is the impact on the business and, most importantly, the customer and the team, Will? Business and customer results are extremely important to us, as well as the team and the customer. Neither are achievable without a culture change and the ownership of the team. A customer will see higher quality product and everything that we do is focused on receiving the gains for that specific client. So what are the typical results experienced? So we'll start with culture. Culture is one of the hardest things to impact for any consultant. However, through our processes, when we work with the team members, they feel empowered. They feel like they have a sense of pride. They feel like they have a stake in whatever we're working on. And at that point, the team members typically own their processes. They realize that, hey, this is mine. This is my responsibility. And they start to own it and really start to care about it. When we see that, team members hold each other accountable, which is an amazing thing. Everything that we're talking about leads to culture changes, and it's all for the better. The customer they experience results such as observed quality improvements up to 50 to 90%, on-time delivery up to 70 to 100%, and single-digit parts per million defects, uh, very key for the customer. The customer is paying for the highest quality product that they can get, and that's what they expect. And that's what we try and deliver through our processes. On the operations side, we can see 40 to 70% improvement in throughput, which is critical. The more product a facility can put out, the better off they're going to be, the better their financials are going to look. Capacity utilization improvements to 60 to 90%. Again, we want to get as much quality product through their facility as we can. And inventory reduction in dollars, 30 to 70%. When we start reducing inventory, that is direct cash in the owner's pocket. If we can maintain those inventory levels, again, it's cash directly in that owner's pocket, which is incredibly important. That money can be redeployed in many different ways. Finally, lot size reduction from one year to less than one week. If we can get them to start running smaller lot sizes, they can fulfill the on-time delivery in a better manner than they ever could have before. Boy, those are some incredible numbers. And the practical side of what you're talking about makes a lot of sense. That is to say, you examine root causes for problems, address them in practical ways, and you see these uh, potential changes that, that happen. I'm curious about the team part. <laughs> you talked about the team members feeling empowered. Do you ever uh, encounter a, a client where the team members don't feel empowered and you're able to turn that around? Richard, we see that from time to time. Yeah. And if you go back to podcast number three, we talked about how we prefer to spend time on the floor. If we coach from the conference room, which a lot of consultants do, then they don't create the relationship with the team on the floor. If you want to see change on the floor, you have to go to the floor, look them in the eye and explain why change is necessary. Once they understand why change is necessary, they may not like it, but at least they feel like someone has taken the time to explain why it's necessary. Nine times out of 10, they, they're on board 
and they work with you to, to help implement the change that you're talking about. And over time, they feel empowered. They start to own the change. They start to own the process. And what results is them holding each other accountable. And the bar is raised from an operational performance standpoint by the operators themselves. I mean, they're able to take uh, manufacturing performance to a level that management cannot by allowing to be empowered and trusting they can do the job that you trust them to do, that you empower them to do it. The results are nothing short of amazing. Yeah, it sure sounds like it. So we talked about these potential results that you can see. What metrics are typically used to track those, Mike? Well, I think we talk about what the pain points are. When we go in and we, we do an assessment, we identify the pain points. As we start to implement corrective actions to those pain points, the only way to know if it's getting better or not is to, to measure. And so that is typically where we start. If there's a quality issue, a delivery issue, uh, a throughput issue, we pick metrics to start with that everybody understands that we're measuring the pain in the business because it's important to know, is it improving or is it not? And if it's not, then something is not happening correctly. And we need to go back, reassess, and then adjust because we may not have gotten the right root cause. And that does happen from time to time. Hmm. But as you start to measure and you start to see improvement, as these pain points are alleviated and or eliminated, then you start to put in what I would call tried and true metrics that most businesses will put in place. If it's more than five or six, it's probably too many. Uh, what I typically encourage businesses to do is start with safety. What is the condition of the environment that our team works within? If the team is that important, that should be the first thing we look at from a metric standpoint. What are the lost time days? What are the number of recordable accidents? And it's like anything else, as the culture changes and they start to look after each other, safety improves. Uh, the second one is turnover. This is a big issue in the economy today. People are coming in, they're trying it, they're leaving because they could get paid more money somewhere else. They get a higher paid bonus. But what they really are leaving is because they're not happy. Often people stay and will take less amount of money because they're happy and they're engaged. And so if you measure turnover and you understand why people are leaving and you're starting to address those issues, you can not only attract people, but you retain them. And so you're not spending that extra money and retraining over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And this has a profound impact on productivity. First time yield would be the third. And that is simply if I start 100 pieces in a process, how many do I finish that are good pieces? So if I start 100 and I have 99 good pieces, first time yield is 99%. That's an indicator of how stable your process is. Delivery performance would be the fourth. Do we ship the product to the customer on the day they want the product? not a day before, not a day after, the day they want it. That's a critical one. And then the final one is, is a measurement that's provided by the customers. And that is parts per million. We'll men mention that a few minutes ago. And what that metric simply is, is if you manufacture a million parts, how many are received by the customer and are usable and actually used within their process? What the uh, customers are usually looking for is single digit parts per million, 10 or less. And so if we manufactured a million pieces, only 10 bad parts would be an acceptable level. So okay. these are standard metrics that help us understand, is our process improving? All right. All of that makes tremendous sense. You don't necessarily have to be in manufacturing to understand 
why people leave and what leads to turnover and, and all of those things. So I'm sure you, uh, you resonated even more. So now that we've articulated uh, what is possible, now we want to know how quickly that can be possible, right? Uh, sure. <laughs> what's the typical payback period, Mike? This question comes up a lot with new clients. They want to know based on their investment, how quickly they're going to get paid back. And our response is typically less than 18 months. When we start an engagement with a client, we sign up for an 18-month engagement. That's how long it takes us to integrate the tools that we bring into the organization to push the uh, the environment, the continuous improvement environment, the lean manufacturing environment forward. And at the end of 18 months, they own it. They know how to use the tools. And when we walk away, we are at that point are starting to see uh, the benefit of the tools that are put in place and and the corrective actions that are put in place. And so less than 18 months is the target. Often it's much less than that. Sure. That would make sense if you've articulated the root causes and have begun to attack those. It would make sense that it would be less. I suppose, as you said earlier, there's occasions where the root cause might not have been identified right away. That might account for closer to an 18-month situation, I presume. And then these should be sustainable gains, right? Yeah, that, we hear that question a lot. Um, and the answer is absolutely yes. The gains that we focus on are what we would call year-over-year year measurable financial monetary gains that the business will see year-over-year. Year. So by utilizing lean manufacturing tools, if in 2023, $100,000 of savings through the process was implemented and 100,000 was saved, you would see that 100,000 every year moving forward. And so you go to the second year, you generate another $100,000 worth of savings. So now it compounds to $200,000 a year. And so these are really hard and fast measured results that do improve not only the margin and profit of the business, but more importantly, cash flow. Folks are listening to this and have heard the two of you lay this out, and I imagine there are some folks out there now interested in hearing your assessment of their situation as it relates to these uh, acumen. So all you need to do is scroll down in the show notes, click through to the GKW Business Solutions website. Mike and Will are ready to receive your communication and have that first visit. Thanks to you both. Thanks, Richard. Thank you, Richard.